Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello, Kat. Hi there, Tanya. <laughs> that sounds like your phone sex operator voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for something. I'm not sure what, but <laughs> how's it going? It is great. It's great. It is great. You I'm look just... great. Thank you. And you look just beautiful. I am actually wearing one of my favorite little sweaters I got from TJ Maxx. I only paid $14 for it and it fit perfect. I said it fit perfect. It used to fit perfect, but um, I threw it in the laundry and my husband did the laundry and he put it in the dryer and it's wool and look how short the sleeves are now. <laughs> <laughs> look how short the top is. It used to hang down past my hips. So it's like a little baby sweater now, So, but it's still cozy and so I'm wearing it. <laughs> She's got she's got sleeve floods. <laughs> I know I do. It's so sad. That's but cute. I was like, I love this too much. I'm not going to quit wearing it. That's cute. So I love that. Uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the last of the niyamas. So this is last of our series of the yamas and niyamas. Can you believe it? We've been through ten already. I know. Where the heck is this year going? I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. I mean, it, we're we're getting through it, so I guess there's that. Mm-hmm. All right. So number ten is Ishvara Pranidana. Say that mm-hmm. ten times fast. Uh huh. Right. Okay. I'm gonna let you say that ten times fast, and I'm just gonna laugh. You go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> so Ishvara Pranidana stands for, or is the Sanskrit for like devotion or surrender to a higher power. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's asking us to surrender to a higher power or the greater good. Mm -hmm. Which in essence means cultivating a deep and trusting relationship with the universe. It's asking us to quit trying to control the situation Mm -hmm. and allow it to unfold exactly as it is meant to unfold Mm -hmm. and trust and believe that that's the (laughs) way it is meant to be. Yeah. Making everything, making, helping us to realize that there are things that are bigger than us. Bigger than us. I love that. It asks us to acknowledge that the divine is at work in our life and that we believe that the divine is showing up even in the little things and all the way up to the big things. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that little thing that just about happened on the road the other day is is all part of your story and your plan mm-hmm. and that it's unfolding exactly the way it is meant to. Sometimes it can be really tricky. Like you think about those times where somebody dies or you are facing a brutal divorce or you just lost your job. Sometimes it's very hard to believe Mm -hmm. that there is a greater good in the plan for you because you're so in the thick of what's right there. 
And I think this niyama is a difficult one for a lot of people to embrace because of that, because um, it's this niyama is not a process of defeat or of mindlessly submitting to someone else's will. It's the act of giving ourselves to a higher power. And so having that belief, it's really hard for a lot of uh, a lot of people to embrace. Yeah, it's very hard to see the silver lining when you're facing something big right now in your life it's really hard Mm -hmm. to know or trust that when this door closes another door will open and so yeah it does play a very big part in our life right in acknowledging Mm -hmm. the simple things like the beautiful blooming tulip outside when you're faced with bills that are mounting up and you're afraid you're going to lose your home, right? So there's that very tricky balance, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're, as humans, we're so inclined to control every action and every outcome and that letting go and trusting in something greater than yourself, that's not really really very easy to do for a lot of us, especially if you're someone that likes to be in control, you know, that, and you've got that monkey mind, that chatter in our head, that's constantly playing into our need for control. Also, are are you saying our, like you mean yours Uh, and mine's? Oh yeah. Oh, specifically (laughs) us. Yeah. That's why I'm eyeballing you girl. Cause I know. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. that, That little, you know, and I used to hate that expression. You're a control freak. I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> I don't want to be a control freak. I do know that I like to have things in their boxes and in their place. Mm-hmm. But I do also know that my journey through yoga has also made me understand that that's part of my personality and also understand that I can balance both making it into its box and not being attached to the result as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a slight bit of difference. Like, yes, I do like things organized and clean and neat and tidy, but I don't have to um, like lose my shit over it if it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's tricky though. So, anyways, back to Ishvara Pranidana. We could go down yours and my psychosis all day long, but that's not going to get us in the rest of this podcast. No, we would have to go get a get a spot of scotch to go down that little merry path. <laughs> uh, yes, that. Uh-huh. So, but yeah. So also, you know, surrendering. Uh, asks us to acknowledge that what we have are gifts from or paths or directions from the mm-hmm. divine. And sometimes, too, that's difficult to see that what our, our strong points are, are mm-hmm. actually gifts we were given, like, right. And sometimes when we get so stuck in our head or we're going through those you know, body image dilemmas that we've talked about in the past, that sometimes it's really hard for us to accept that this was what was gifted to us. Mm -hmm. And instead we get so mad at it. It's no different than, you know, at the holidays, somebody gives you a gift and you're like, well, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Like we forget that we were were gifted with this. this. Mm -hmm. And yet each day we get up and look in the mirror and we're like, well, I don't want this body. I want the better body. Like, right. Well, and even taking as far as pranidana, pranidana, see, mm-hmm. it's the first time I've said it because, you know, I've been making you say it all the whole time, Ishvara pranidana in your yoga practice, you know, because a lot of times when we get on the yoga mat, we struggle with wanting to be strong 
And if you surrender, that makes you appear, come across as weak. And, but surrendering in on the mat is not weak at all. In fact, it's really one of the strongest things you can do. Surrendering, even using props, you know, you've met my uh, teacher, Marty, that was one of the hardest lessons for him is to surrender and recognize that his body needed to use blocks for some poses. But so surrendering is not really to give up. It's looking at different aspects of surrendering in your yoga practice, knowing when you need to rest, knowing when you need to use props, knowing when you need support. So it's about surrender and rest a lot also. That's why I like in the beginning of this where we talk about Ishvara Pranidhana is the surrendering to the divine, but it's also surrendering to the greater good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes recognizing, you know, that our surrendering isn't giving up or isn't being weak, but in fact is a sign of us being in communion, Mm -hmm. right? That we're like, you know what? This is a team effort, like, right? It is more than just me. But as you say on the mat, sometimes that's really hard because we still allow the ego to get in the way. Mm -hmm. And anytime the ego's with us, it's really impossible for us to have Ishvara Pranidhana. Mm Mm-hmm. And And his ego likes to run shotgun big time. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, So there's some a way that you can practice Ishvara Pranidhana. When you practice meditation, observe the thoughts and desires that distract your concentration and instead rest your attention in the center of your being. At such times, you may be able to transcend the limitations of your attachments and sense the presence of inner stillness. And in whatever form it may present itself, the experience, the experience, the, your spirit guides, whatever, will guide you toward the wholeness and the fulfillment of your inner quest. I love that because it's everything we talk about in meditation. It's everything we talk about in chanting and mantra work is that when we get past the place of all the chatter in our brain and Mm -hmm. we get to the quiet place, it's actually where we can hear what our greater good is, where we can hear what the divine is trying to tell us for our life, where we can see and visualize what the divine is trying to put in front of us because we get out of our own way. We get out of our own head. And we get into a quiet enough place that we can actually hear the responses to all of our questions. We can hear the direction Mm -hmm. instead of being mindless and going in all directions, which Mm -hmm. we, we do a lot. And, you know, another practice that we've talked about some that you can practice Ishvara Pranadana is in Yoga Nidra because of the state that you reach in that state between waking and dreaming is where a lot of the ego is kind of pushed aside. So that's a place in that practice in particular where you can work on Ishvara Pranidhana. I love that. The other thing too is, you know, applying it off the mat too, is if we think about the fact that we can use ahimsa or kindness or non-stealing and using the gift of generosity, the same holds true in Ishvara Pranidhana is that we give from a place that is not ours. So we're giving selflessly because we're giving for the greater good. So when we're doing that, we're acknowledging we don't need any gratitude. We don't need any thank you that we're giving for a greater good. So in fact, giving anonymously is actually Mm -hmm. like 
par or right up the, you know, right up the alley for Ishvara Pranidhana because you're giving out of selflessness, you're giving from the greater good place. Mm -hmm. Acts of service become all of what we're talking about, paying it forward. It's that lovely, you know, the car in front of you bought you a coffee and you just weren't even expecting it kind of thing or, you know, offering it up to other people in general, right? Absolutely. And sometimes we get so darn busy in our lives that we forget how simple it is to pass that gift of generosity, to pass that selflessness on. And we do, we, we are running around from here to there that we are being so mindless sometimes that we completely forget what's being told to us, which is kind of fun to be doing this, you know, right around the discussion of angel numbers because the messages are everywhere around you if you just uh-huh. open your darn eyes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're no, not a good place to put that. Nothing. What? No, sure. <laughs> no, now uh, I must know. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to mention that if, you know, if you want to look back through, uh, if you want to, if you've been li- listening to all of our Yamas and Niyamas worked at the same time and kind of binging them, one book that you can get and to really look through and get a good overview of, and it's called The Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele. And it's a wonderful book. And I think you probably have that book too, don't you? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. yeah. It's some, a wonderful some book. Some of the quotes that we were referencing earlier had mentioned that too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic book. I use it in my teacher trainings. I've used it in my Kriya seminars. It is just so down to earth and everything that she speaks to in that book is so relevant for most people that I don't mm-hmm. think there was a Yama or Niyama where I was like, no, she's right on. She's, yeah. dead. she's dead on. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a great little book to look to get into a little bit more reading and fun and get into some of that self-study. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that we've been through all 10 now. And mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, like if you feel like there's any you want to go back and re-listen to, you know, hit Ahimsa again, hit Santosha again. I mean, we could, I would say hit them all again, actually. <laughs> Once you've listened to them through one time, go back and listen to them a second time, right? Because mm-hmm. there's always going to be just good nuggets of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Groovy. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.